What's up, all you cool cats and kittens, and welcome back in to the Lunch Table Kings podcast. I am your host, Max Holtzclaw, and today it's the big day. It is week one of the NFL season. We have seen the Cowboys and the Buccaneers in action. We saw a glorious game with a lot of fantasy producers, and honestly, I'm ready for the Sunday games now. I'm ready to see all my team in action. I'm ready to tilt hard. So in today's episode and heading forward, what we're going to do is we're going to take a bit of a preview on each matchup, see how it is. Uh, If this were a recap, we would be recapping each matchup as well. So you can expect that in the next episode, a recap of each matchup before rolling into each uh, preview of each matchup. And really, I'll just go through the matchups, take a look and see who I think are the key contributors to look out for, uh, maybe some sleepers to look for. And obviously, given the fact that I record this before games start, lineups are subject to change. That's why I'll try and do my best to highlight the players that are gotta plays. And if the owner changes that lineup, then, you know, more power to them. But we're going to take a look into each individual matchup, and we'll see how the teams will be looking into the upcoming season. So let's get underway with the NFL Week 1 fantasy football season. So to start off our Week 1 previews, we'll start with the defending champ, Drew, taking on Zach in Week 1. And this matchup has had one player play from the Thursday night matchup. And that was Mike Evans on Zach's side. And unfortunately for him, Mike Evans only reeled in 5.4 points. So given the fact that this is pure audio-based and you're not able to visually see the lineup set in front of you, I'll go through and highlight some of the anchor players for each team before taking a look at my X-Factor for each team. And really, Drew is going to lean on what looks like the play from Saquon Barkley given his first pick and a tough running attack of Antonio Gibson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire to counteract the Saquon uh, start, as well as see what he can get from Julio Jones in his debut for Tennessee and George Kittle back in action for San Francisco, to name a few players that are going to be crucial for Drew's team. On Zach's side of the ball, he's going to be led with the Tennessee running back Derrick Henry, the 2,000-yard machine alongside Nick Chubb, another enforcer on the ground, and the freak athlete DK Metcalf and Keenan Allen, the PPR machine. So overall, I would say Zach's looking very balanced with the running back to wide receiver uh, top-heavy ratio, I would kind of say. But taking a look into this matchup, the X factors I kind of want to highlight. On Drew's side, I will say this does come down to what does Saquon Barkley do he has been given the clearance for full play going into Sunday. He should not be held back at all. He is going up against the Denver defense, and Denver has a pretty solid defense this year. We haven't quite seen it in action yet, but on paper at least, it looks to be a tough defense. So I'm curious to see how Saquon does, especially given the fact that he's still tagged with the questionable tag going into uh, Sunday at least. And I do want to highlight Julio Jones. I want to see how he does in his debut for Tennessee. He's going up against the Arizona defense. Arizona's got a bit of a weaker defense, so it should be a good matchup for him. 
But you could also say the same thing for Derrick Henry, who is on the other team, unfortunately, for Drew. Now for Zach, I want to highlight Miles Gaskin. I'm very curious to see how Miles Gaskin is used in the Miami backfield. On paper, he looks to be the number one, but they did go out of their way to find or to sign Malcolm Brown. And preseason play dictated that Brown was going to be used at least early on until they used Gaskin more as a workhorse back later on preseason. So I'm curious to see how that is. He's going to get to the New England defense in New England, and New England defense is no slouch. It's also interesting because we're not really sure what the full-time Tua-led offense is going to look like. So I'm curious about that. I also want to see Robbie Anderson alongside Sam Darnold in action. Robbie played with Sam Darnold in New York, and that's actually their opponent this week. And so I'm curious to see if there is a similar effect or a brand new offense brings a brand new scheme for the Darnold-Anderson connection. So really, I would say those are the ones to look at. Saquon and Julio Jones for Drew. And Miles Gaskin and Robbie Anderson for Zach. Going into this, it should be a good matchup. Can't wait to see how this turns out for the defending champ, Drew White. Now the second matchup I will highlight goes to the runner-up from last year, Chet, going up against Bailey, the one person who has appeared on this podcast. A little shout-out to Bailey there. Uh, so going into this, we already have a 23.4-point outing from CeeDee Lamb for Chet's team, giving him a huge boost over Bailey's team, who had Ezekiel Elliott come up with only 5.9 points. So that is a Huge deficit, considering that Zeke is one of the anchored players that I would talk about and one of the guys that I imagine Bailey's going to lean on week in and week out. Uh, So looking forward into the rest of the lineups, taking a look at Chet's team first. We'll take a look and see that his anchor players kind of lean on the first overall pick, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Najee Harris is one to highlight in his rookie debut. And then... The Pat Mahomes pick, which was a steal of a draft price in the seventh round, first pick of the seventh round. And any other league, I feel like you won't be able to see Pat Mahomes that late. Our league, he goes first pick in the seventh round for the first quarterback off the board. So shout out to Chet on getting a steal of a deal for Patrick Mahomes. The anchor players, I kind of want to highlight for Bailey's team, ones to kind of watch and see how they perform. He's going to be leaning heavily on a passing attack that involves Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, and Tyler Lockett, as well as Travis Kelsey, I would say. Definitely Travis Kelsey. So a very pass-heavy team versus a very running back-heavy team. I'm very curious to see how this game goes, given the fact that the draft strategies for both these teams were complete opposite, it feels like, with Bailey going for more of a hero RB strategy and Chet taking the running back heavy approach and taking wide receivers later in the draft. The X factors to kind of monitor here for Chet's team. I think it comes down to once again, I will highlight Najee Harris. It is his first real NFL game. And I'm curious to see how he does against the Buffalo defense. Buffalo has a pretty solid passing defense Uh, run defense. I'm curious to see how he, how they will do. And I'm curious to see how Najee Harris will play in that, Offense, given the fact that they have three stud receivers as well. 
I want to see if Najee is going to be a focal point in the passing game or if his first game he's just getting like uh, three or four targets to start off. I would highlight CeeDee Lamb. I think his game was crucial as well. And then I am curious to see how Marquez Callaway does. Chet took Callaway what looks to be in the 13th round, and he's using him as a staple in his wide receiver crew. And he's going up against the Green Bay defense, and if he's being lined up against Jair Alexander, it'll be a tough matchup for the undrafted guy coming into his own this year uh, in a need-to-be-good situation for Jameis. So I'm going to be interested to see how Callaway does. For Bailey's team, the anchor, or excuse me, the X-Factors, once again, will come down to Calvin Ridley, who is going up against the Philly defense. I'm expecting a huge day for Calvin Ridley. If you're doing DFS, spend the money on Calvin Ridley. I think that's a great play. I think he'll have a great day. Wouldn't surprise me if Calvin Ridley finishes as the wide receiver one in this week. I think Travis Kelsey is an X-Factor. There's not much else to say. It's Travis Kelsey, and it's the Cleveland defense. So Cleveland's got a good defense. Pat Mahomes likes to throw the ball to Kelsey and to Tyreek Hill mostly. So it'll be interesting to see that dynamic of Mahomes to Kelsey, given the fact that they're opponents in this matchup. And then I do want to see how Daryl Henderson does. It's his uh, kind of first game as a lead dog role. Um, He's going up against the Bears defense, and I don't really know what to expect from the Bears defense this year. So I'm curious to see how Matthew Stafford performs under center and how Henderson is involved into the offense. This matchup looks to be pretty good on paper. Uh, I'll say the huge almost 20-point lead that Chet has might be too much for Bailey to overcome, but anything can happen on any given Sunday, especially if Calvin Ridley has as big of a game as I'm expecting him to have. In this third matchup, we have myself going up against the newest member of the league, Russell. And Russell is already off to a 23.5 point lead, given the fact that he had Chris Godwin play on Thursday night. So a solid game from Godwin, netted him 23.5 points, and given him that nice lead to start things off. The anchor players I kind of want to highlight for Russell we'll start with first. He has Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon. Those are the two guys he's probably going to lean on heavy this year, given the fact that they were the first two picks for him in the draft. Kamara going up against the Green Bay defense. Mixon going up against the Vikings defense. Interesting defenses. I'll say that I'm not sure what to expect from the Vikings yet, but I'm expecting heavy usage for both Kamara and Mixon all year long. Uh, Another anchor player is DeAndre Hopkins, who is going up against that Tennessee defense. And Tennessee's passing defense is a bit suspect. So it'll be interesting to see how the Arizona offense looks this year, given the fact that it was a bit shoddy at times, especially later in the season last year. On the other side of the ball for my team, the anchor players come down to Dalvin Cook, the second pick in the draft, who is going up against the Cincinnati defense as we just mentioned with Joe Mixon. And then for me as well, the other anchor players are Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and then probably would say Terry McLaurin. Three bigger named wide receivers who have got a big usage, and especially going into this week with Terry with uh, Curtis Samuel being out. 
So the X factors I want to highlight for both teams, um, starting once again with Russell. I want to see how Miles Sanders does. Miles Sanders is in that Atlanta game. They're indoors. They're at Atlanta. And I want to see what the Miles Sanders-Jalen Hurts dynamic looks like this season. Uh, Miles Sanders is not a pass-catching back. He's not as good as a pass-catcher. And he's not as good at pass-blocking. So I'm curious to see if he's going to be in there on third downs this year or if they're going to be taking him out more. So I think Sanders is one to watch. I also think Chris Godwin's a big X factor, and I think the 23.5 points was a huge boon to Russell's team. So real smart play on Chris Godwin. Real smart game there. And once again, the big boost. Uh, The last name I'll bring up is he has starting in his flex. Russell has Brandon Cooks at this moment in time. And I expect it to stay Brandon Cooks. I don't expect any other players. Possibly I could see Melvin Gordon getting slotted in there off his bench. Um, And if so, I think that would be also a great play. But Brandon Cooks right now, the wide receiver one for Tyrod Taylor. And this is a huge question mark on what the Houston offense will look like. So I'm very curious to see how Tyrod looks, how Cooks looks, and just what the usage will be. On the flip side, for my team, uh, we're going to look at Raheem Mostert to start. Raheem Mostert going up against that Detroit defense. 49ers have a easier start to the season, an easier schedule compared to most of the other teams in the league. So I'm curious to see what the usage is between Mostert and Trey Sermon, especially early on in the season. Detroit, not a good team, not a good defense. Uh, so you would expect there to be a winning stat line for the 49ers. And if that's the case, maybe more running for the 49ers. And then I said before, I kind of mentioned, but I want to see how Terry McLaurin does against that Chargers defense. Chargers defense should be better than it was last year. They're healthier, but also Terry McLaurin now has a gunslinging quarterback with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And to add it on, once again, Curtis Samuel is on IR. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets all the targets from Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick has been known to be a hyper-targeting quarterback for his receivers, not his tight ends. Logan Thomas is on Russell's team, so could be a Logan Thomas performance. But I'm curious to see if Terry McLaurin will be hyper-targeted, get around like 10 to 12 targets this game, or even more than that, hopefully, and see if he can come in with a big performance to even match or one-up Chris Godwin's performance. The final matchup of this week one goes to Brandon versus Connor. And both these guys had some big performances come out of the Thursday night perform or the Thursday night game. Brandon had an almost 40 point performance from Mari Cooper, who racked in 13 catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns for 38.9 points. Connor, on the other hand, started Tom Brady. And Tom Brady came out with 379 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, and two interceptions for 33 fantasy points. So big starts to their week. I would give the edge to Brandon, given the fact that Amari Cooper coming out with an almost 40-point performance is one that you're not as heavily expecting. And Tom Brady with a 33 points is overproducing, of course. But it is a six-point for passing touchdown league, so you expect a little bit more bigger points and the quarterback area. The anchor players to kind of watch out for, the anchor players that'll be leading the squads for each team. Uh, We'll start with Brandon's side, and he has 
his running back tandem of Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor, who he took in the 8-9 slots of the draft. Aaron Jones going up the New Orleans defense, of course. Jonathan Taylor going up against that suspect Seattle defense. And then his other anchor player I'll mention, I would say, is probably A.J. Brown. And again, going up against that questionable Arizona defense. So I like the matchups for his quote-unquote anchor players going into week one. Connor, on the other hand, his anchor players will probably come down to his boy, Austin Eckler, uh, going in with that questionable tag. So curious to see how Eckler looks in week one, given the fact that he was limited in practice, but still going to be a great player heading forward. Um, Devontae Adams as well, going up against the New Orleans defense, the wide receiver one in general, I would say. And then probably would have to give the third notch to James Robinson. Connor leaned heavily with the James Robinson pick. He picked him in the third round. So it's going to be a lot, or he's going to need a lot from James Robinson this season. The X factors to look for in each, or in this matchup for each team, I would say the X factors come down to David Montgomery for Brandon, starting with him as he goes up against the Rams defense. Montgomery was a stud at the end of last season. The Rams defense is no slouch. So we'll see if it's a bend, don't break of David Montgomery. If he's really that good, he'll really come out and perform well against this Rams defense. And we'll really see how Nagy wants to use Montgomery this season. I would say Mari Cooper was another X factor going up against that Tampa Bay defense. But he came out and put up almost 40 points. So well done there. And then the final name I'll highlight is in his flex, T. Higgins. Going up against that Minnesota defense, it's really coming down to what Joe Burrow looks like. If Joe Burrow performs well, Tegan should have a good game. Um, but I am curious to see also if Joe Burrow is performing well, who his targets are. If he's going to lean more on Tyler Boyd, his college teammate Jamar Chase, or last year's stud T. Higgins. On Connor's side of the ball, I would say the X Factor, once again, I would highlight Austin Eckler just because... Uh, I'm curious to see how he looks with his injury. He's going up against that Washington defense. Washington is, in my opinion, the best defense in the league. So I am very curious to see if he can perform well, uh, given the fact that he was limited and working on the sidelines the last couple of days of practice. And then that last kind of, or the last couple names I want to bring up, Kyle Pitts, the rookie out of Florida going up, against that Philly defense, I want to see if he's going to be used all over the place and not just a tight end. So let's see if Kyle Pitts is really worth all the hype. And then in the flex, Connor has Michael Pittman Jr. right now. I don't know if I would start Pittman Jr. over some of the bench options he has. He has Kareem Hunt and Corey Davis. I would probably put in over him, but I'm curious. Michael Pittman Jr. has a lot of room to grow, given the fact that T.Y. Hilton's missing the first couple weeks of the season. And Carson Wentz is coming in as a brand-new quarterback. So we'll see if maybe Pittman Jr. is um, Carson Wentz's favorite target going into the season. Could be a huge play, or it could be a dead play. Who knows? Only one way to find out. But the 38 points that Brandon started out with, he has a almost six-point lead going into Sunday's games. And honestly, in my opinion... This is looking like a Brandon dub for the week, just given the overall weight of the positions on where they scored. But once again, any given Sunday, 
anything can happen. So that'll wrap up the week one preview of the Lunch Table Kings podcast and the Lunch Table Kings League. I'm once again looking forward to a great season upon us once more. Been waiting for this NFL season. It's finally here. I'm so hyped. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to tilt when ultimately my running backs, Josh Jacobs and Raheem Mostert, let me down. Let's go. Good luck to everyone in their week one matchups. I'll be back at the end of the week wrapping up the week one and giving a preview of week two. This may be a little bit longer than episodes heading forward. Let me know what you think. Let me know if I need to cut it down a bit. Uh, Not really sure how this is going to look at the moment, but I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm excited to see where this podcast goes. I'm excited for this season. So good luck, everyone, and I'll see you with the week one recap. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>